Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It's 105 in the city of Edmonton, northern Alberta. And Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. And we are joined by our Oilers Now headliner today, Oilers Forward. Matthias Janmark, uh, the Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. I believe he is over in Europe, so we appreciate him taking time to join us. We welcome to the show Matthias Janmark. Hello, Matthias. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Are you uh, back in Sweden or where are you at right now? I'm back in Sweden right now uh, at my at our summer some, my family's summer house. So just a good relaxing night in Sweden. Uh, is I know there's uh, weather concerns right now in places like Britain and Italy and Spain. It's 27 degrees Celsius here in Edmonton, which is uh, you know it's not like it's in the the, the mid 30s, so it's not too bad. It's actually quite palatable. What's it like there right now weather-wise? And like, what kind of weather does Sweden get during uh, during the summer? Uh, it's pretty good right now. It's a little up and down. Uh, it's definitely not too hot right now. I think it's going to get warmer the next couple of days. Okay. I would think it's pretty similar to Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, summers are nice here for sure, but sometimes it's a little bit too much rain, but so far it's been pretty good. Good stuff. All right. So how does this, just give me your initial thoughts on, uh, you know, coming to join the, uh, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it for sure. I think it's a good uh, opportunity for me as a player to have really good forwards and a really good team there. Uh, so hopefully I can find another level in my game. And most importantly, I think uh, it's a team that's trying to win right now. And uh, at this stage of my career, that's all I'm looking for, really. So I'm fortunate to be able to to come here after they had a really good good run this year. And hopefully I can contribute and we can have another crack at it. Uh, in your time with both uh, Dallas and Vegas, you played against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in particular. What was it like playing against those guys? Yeah, uh, it's uh, going to be nice to be on the other side. I think uh, I can take away some minuses, so that's good. Uh, no, I think the playing against those guys, I mean, you can prepare for it, but... Uh, I mean, uh, there's nothing really to do. Uh, you just try to skate with them and, and try to be on the right side and try to slow them down. But, uh, yeah, they're obviously elite players, world-class players. We were in Vegas uh, early in the season. The Oilers played twice against the Golden Knights. and I mean, you guys had gone you know, three rounds of the playoffs the year before. And so it was a little bit like, and Edmonton ended up winning both those games. Actually, Miko Koskinen played quite well, as I recall. Uh, but I, it just, it was, it was an odd year in Vegas, wasn't it? Because I, there was such tremendous expectations from you guys, and it ultimately just didn't come to fruition, did it? Yeah, uh, it was a tough year for sure. Uh, like you said, I think. Uh, the year before, we, when we lost to Montreal, we really felt like we should have won that series and uh, 
maybe even won the cup and I felt like we had the team for it and then we wanted to build on that and then uh, injuries struck and uh, yeah we just never got going it was uh, probably the weirdest year in my career uh, as far as injuries and like you said the expectations we had and uh, how we fell that short uh, there was a lot of things going on with uh, yeah not only injuries but the cap and trades and yeah it was uh, it was a tough year for sure and, and to not make the playoffs was uh, frustrating but you learn from it too and, and you know how hard now you know how hard it is to, to make the playoffs even though uh, how, how good a team you, you know you have so uh, hopefully I can use that and make sure uh, you don't end up on that side again. Matthias, let's be honest. You would have had opportunities to pick and choose other spots here. You know, you're you're a veteran guy. Uh, you can play a third or fourth line role pretty effectively. How closely did you watch? Uh, is it is, is I'm just thinking. Is, is Peter Wallen your your agent? Uh, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Yeah how, yeah, yeah, how closely did you uh, sort of watch or monitor what Edmonton was doing during the course of the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I know for sure. I mean, uh, it's hard not to with, with those two guys that you just talked about. Uh, they had uh, Those two players had a quite the impressive run, and, and I think as a team, I felt like they came together. We played them. We were actually playing pretty good at the time and, and we needed a win in Edmonton last year by the end of the year and, and yeah we I think we lost like 4 nothing or something uh, and you could really tell that that team uh, gelled at that at the right time and, and yeah like you said had a really impressive run so um, I'm excited to be a part of that now and hopefully like, like I said before we can get even better and uh, have another run at it um, did you talk to Jay Woodcroft? What, what, you know, when when you were putting feelers out as a potential UFA, did you talk to to Jay about what your role might be here with the Oilers, or was that conversation one that you had with Ken Holland? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, at this point in my career, I, I know kind of kind of where I am, uh, but for sure, uh, I chose Edmonton because I see that there's. Uh, potential for me to to find another gear. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of in the same situation as where I was two years ago. I came off a little disappointing year and, and signed in Chicago, where I felt like I I could really uh, find another level in another gear in my game. Uh, and I think I did that that time, and uh, I can see the same in in this team. And hopefully, I can come in and and do well early on and and. I'm sure the opportunity is going to present itself, so hopefully I can make the best of it. And and like I said before, there's lots of great players, so I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm going to have a, a good year. You were drafted as a center. You've played a lot in the left wing over the last couple of years. Uh, do you have any hesitation about sliding back in the middle? Uh, that's not up to me, I would say. Uh, I think uh, back in Sweden, before I came over to North America, I was purely a center uh, but pretty early on in my first rookie year uh, I, I started playing left wing and uh, I've been playing left wing since then except for a few games here and there but uh, yeah. I would expect to play on the wing but like I said uh, you never know uh, what the what the team wants from you and what the coach wants from you so just got to be ready for everything and you've I mean you've killed penalties a lot over the years I mean that sort of comes with the territory doesn't it 
Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the last couple of years, that's probably been, uh, uh, yeah, what's been counted upon me. And, and I think I feel like I've gotten a lot better. Uh, and hopefully I can, uh, yeah, do well there. Uh, I, I for sure take some pride in that. We're joined by Matthias Janmark. Uh, quick, quick hitter for you. Who was your favorite player as a kid growing up in Sweden? Uh, I would say probably Peter Forsberg uh, early on, and then I think uh, when I started watching a lot, I think Henrik Sederberg was a, was a big and and that took in, in Detroit. That was uh, two players who watched a lot yeah. in Sweden growing up. Well, you picked a. I mean, Peter Forsberg. There was a time he and Eric Lindros were the two best players in the world. Uh, all right. Well, hey, look, we uh, we appreciate you taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Uh, look forward to meeting you in the fall and have a great summer. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you guys. All right, you bet. That is Matthias Yamark of the uh, Edmonton Oilers signing the one-year deal. So he has taken a fair amount of face-offs. But he's played largely at left wing. And you mentioned it. He played center uh, coming up, uh, was drafted by Ken Holland and the Detroit Red Wings in the 2013 NHL draft, third round. Um, got moved to Dallas. Of course, Jim Nill uh, used to be Ken Holland's assistant GM, became the general manager with the Dallas Stars. Uh, had 15 and 19 goal seasons with Dallas. Remember, 15 and 16. Uh, you know what? He, I. I I blew I blew the interview. I forgot to ask him. He missed the entire year in 16-17, but he had a great season in 15-16. His first year in the NHL where he had 15 goals and 29 points. Um, missed all of 16-17, came back in 17-18 and had 19 goals and 30, uh, 34 points. I mean, those are sort of second, third-line numbers. The numbers the last three or four years have been third-slash-fourth-line numbers. He's a serviceable bottom six forward that's experienced. And the Oilers, I don't think, are done looking for either a third-line right wing. And I say that because the rubber is going to have to hit the road with the two RFAs. What do you think, Brendan, of the signing? I like it, and I'm just going to look up his face-off stats right now. I can't find them on the fly, unfortunately, but uh, he, he hasn't been not great. He's, he's like a 37-38% guy. So, you know, maybe not bringing all the intangibles I would have liked to have seen them acquire in this type of player, but you still get a guy in the prime of his career, 29 years old. He's been to the dance with Dallas not that long ago, so uh, I think he's a good player to have at your disposal and probably an upgrade on a lot of what they had in the bottom six. All right, so let's Let's be realistic here. The Oilers are either going to have... Vander Kane's going to play first line left wing. Hyman can play left wing. He's probably going to get moved over the right side. Nugent Hopkins at this time, if they're going to play dry settle at center, Nugent Hopkins is going to be the second line left wing. Okay? And Ryan McLeod will be the third line center. So does that mean Fogel's the third line left wing? Where's Holloway in this? Because they're both left wings as well. So maybe, maybe something might give... We'll have to see here. I mean, they got him at 1.25. Fogel's at 2.275. They like uh, Fogel's size. I Fogel had a tough stretch. There's no question. He, like Paul Yarby, didn't kill it down the stretch. Um, but the reality is Fogel didn't see it. Fogel didn't play a lot with McDavid or Drysaddle during the season. I think that's fair to say. And he didn't play in the first power play unit ever. He's supposed to be a guy that... Gets you double-digit goals. And I think Yamark, in, fame, in, in fairness, is supposed to get you double-digit goals. Still looks like Edmonton's got another move here at some point. 
Are you concerned that they, I mean, Derek Ryan's, a, I guess, can take faceoffs as a right shot guy, but Jay used him as a right wing. Are you concerned about the fourth fourth line center role? The other option is you can just play Nugent Hopkins at 3C and play McLeod at 4C and go McDavid, Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, and McLeod. They'll give you some pretty good centers. But I think it still leaves Leon Dreisaitl taking too many important draws deep in games, deep in the season, and maybe ultimately deep in the playoffs. They got to they either they got to find a way to get another center in here at some point, or they got to develop a guy. There's a guy that can develop. Are they open to it? We'll talk about him when they come back on Oilers now. 120 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, you can't use Ryan McLeod as the fourth-line center unless he fully understands the role. Signed, Dave Tippett. See, I think the plan right now, I think we're looking at McDavid, Kane, and Hyman. Drysettle, RNH, and Yamamoto. McLeod, Fogle, I've got Pugliarvi slugged on the right side, but I'm not sure that's going to ultimately be the case. And then Yanmark, Holloway, and Ryan. And we just heard Yanmark say he's a lot more comfortable playing uh, left wing than center. I guess he could play Holloway at center, but is that something you want to do? I don't know. And then you have Devin Shore. So those are 13 forwards that I got here. Nurse and CeCe, Kulak and Bouchard, Broberg and Barry. I don't have a 7th D listed yet. I'm not just going to hand Cuckoo jo- that job. Um, could be Nima Linen. Could be DeHarnay. Could be Samarukov, who's on a one-way. Campbell and Skinner. And again, uh, Neil and uh, Andre Sekra are... Um, on the cap as uh, buyout uh, players. Andre Sekra has officially announced his retirement today, by the way. Milan Lucic is on the hook for a $750,000 retained amount. The Oilers have an overage from last year, 850000 of Bouchard, and they have Clefbaum and Smith on LTIR. The Oilers are currently at $76.25 million based on what I've got for the roster, and that's with McLeod as an RFA, Yamamoto, and Pugliarvi. That's 76.25, not including the $6.4 million in LTIR. So if you add that LTIR amount, they're actually at 82.65. They're over the cap, but you can go over the cap. Um, you know, In their case, they'll be able to go over the cap $6.4 million for Clefbaum and Smith. Here's who I have on the farm team. McKaig, Griffith, and Benson. Hamlin, Borgo, and Savoy. I've got Noah Philp at center with Cambites and Lavoie, and then Malone with Esposito and Tulio. Samarukov and Deharnay, Nimalainen and Camp Cuckoo and Kesterling, Caldas and Kielb. So, and then Pickard, Fanti, and Rodriguez, Goal, Petrov back to junior. Noah Philp. Brendan, they, have a, they don't have a right shot center. I mean, Derek Ryan is, I guess Derek Ryan could play center. This is what I mean. Like, if you're going to sign a guy, he has to be able to play right wing. And Janmark said he's more comfortable at left wing and not at center, which is why we brought up Kessel. Do you bring up Kessel if you think you might be losing a guy like Paul Yervy? And the thing is, if you bring up Kessel on a one-year deal, that buys you some time with Borgo down on the minors for a year. But the general manager is a guy that doesn't like handing jobs to guys. I just I just look at the situation, the six home games to start the season. How do you not have Holloway and 
Broberg's going to be here. There's a spot there for him. But I would have Holloway here, too, and just play those guys. You control all the line matchups at home. It's the perfect case scenario to bring him. And people say, well, they, they sent Yamamoto down. Yeah, they did. He was he was coming off an injury, and the new regime didn't even know who what they had with him. They had guys that got brought in that were not very bullish on a couple of Edmonton's prospects in that time. And those guys, one of those guys was ultimately quite wrong on a couple of the younger players. So what do you think? Where's your headspace at with this? Do they got to sign a right wing or do they got to sign a center based on what we kind of went through there? What do you target? What do you do, Brendan? It's you. Yeah, I mean, this is where it's, I mean, really nice to have the extra cap space that they've been afforded because you almost need to see them sign both. Frankly, I mean, I, what is more important, grit in in a fourth line right wing role? Well, that's pretty darn important to this team right now. But to me, so is having more reliability in the faceoff circle. So that's a pretty tough toss up. It's almost going to have to depend on the value that they can milk. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. AJ says, Bob, when I hear you rattle off the decor, it sure doesn't sound like a Stanley Cup winning group. That one comes to us from AJ. Uh, this texter says, Bob Niemelainen will prove to be better than Proberg from Proud American Oiler. I respectfully disagree with that text. Philip Proberg's going to be fine. He's going to be good. Philip Proberg has stepped in and had NHL games where he's played over 22 minutes, including one of them against Matthias Janmark and the Vegas Golden Knights on a night that he was paired with Cody Ceci and was terrific in that game. Bob, what about bringing Sam Gagne back in the fold? That one comes to us from JR in Kananaskis country. Third time on Sam Gagne? Is Sam Gagne kind of not a bit like Derek Ryan, though? Right? Are you are you a little concerned on the foot speed down the middle? If you know That's what exactly what I would say, is they're, they're kind of limited in the exact same areas, aren't they? Yeah. Again, you can t- keep taxes. Bob, uh, James Hamlin will be there in uh, Bakersfield. That one comes from the north side. Loop. The wild card in Bakersfield, and we've talked about this guy, and it's specifically why I felt the Oilers should target him. There is a wild card in Bakersfield. Because you've got Hamlin, who had a 20-goal season last year in the AHL. He's now signed on an NHL deal. You've given a two-year NHL deal to Brad Malone to be a character we know what Brad Malone is. He's a fourth-line center in the NHL. He's a second- or third-line center in the American Hockey League. Okay? You sign Greg McKaig as a depth guy that can come up and gap-fill games. He's a left shot. But you have one guy that's big, that can play right wing, that's got a little bit of offense, but can also play center. And that guy is Noah Philp. If I'm, you know, if it's about, if you're focused on development... If you're just if you're committed to that, you play Philp at center in Bakersfield, and you see where he can go as a center. And I don't want to hear, well, you know, he's going to play behind uh, Luke Esposito as a center. No, he's not, because Houston, you have a problem if you're doing stuff like that. You know what? That happened at times under Todd Nelson. There were times that guys that were on HL slash ECHL deals were playing ahead of, of Oilers prospected players. And that can't happen if you're if you're committed to Colton Tubert. Colton, the Oilers in one of the underrated trades that Steve Tamalini made, he traded Dustin Penner and got back 
a first-round pick that turned out to be Oscar Clefbaum and Colton Tuber. And when I went down Oklahoma City that year, it was all about how important Colton Tubert was on defense. And a year later, Colton Tubert was being healthy scratched, and they were playing 27- and 28-year-old guys out of the ECHL ahead of Colton Tubert. Now, I get it. Colton Tubert maybe wasn't a great prospect, but you got to stick with him come hell or high water and play him. You know? And... Ironically enough, Todd McClellan was over, or Todd McClellan, Todd Nelson was overlooked for the Oilers' coaching job in the minor league team at that time. To the NHL, it's interesting. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'll be really intrigued to see what they decide to do here. Bob, what about Michael McLeod or Ross Johnson from the Islanders? Would they make sense as fourth liners? From Rob. Yeah, I, I, you got Ryan McLeod. I don't think you need Mike McLeod. Ross Johnson. That's a wild card. I mean, he's he's a pretty limited guy, isn't he? Keep texting us, 780-496-0063. What do you think, Brendan? Should we open up the phone lines? We could do that, absolutely. All right, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with David Bowles, and when we come back, you. 780-496-0063. What is the Edmonton Oilers' next move? You tell us when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.